Welcome to the Marketing Intern Spotlight. A marketing intern is a listener who's spreading our message authentically. Hear their story, their passion, and their journey. Enjoy. Brooke Nicoletti, thank you so much for joining the Back Pocket Podcast. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Dude, it's Nicoletti. Get it right. Is it really? Yeah. Nicoletti, right? Five years of knowing me and you don't know how I to say apologize. my last name. I apologize. I have been coined as... Um, very below average at pronouncing last names. <laughs> That's your average quality? Oh, uh, it's a below average. Below More average times quality. than not, I will get the last name wrong. <laughs> That's so yeah. funny. I got to figure this out real quick. But hey, welcome to the welcome to the back pockets. Glad to finally have you on. My right? God, it's been so long. I know. Been friends for freaking five years. Andrew doesn't know your last name. It took me a while to figure out that you don't go by Brooke, but you go by Brooklyn. What's the deal with that? Yeah, it's it's kind of a an interesting situation. So when I was like four or five, I got really mad at my parents because they named me Brooke and not Brooklyn. And I got I was like crying because I was confused why they didn't want to give me the choice if I wanted to go by Brooklyn or Brooke. And so my dad was like, all right, I'll start to call you Brooklyn. So my parents started to call me Brooklyn and it's like started to catch on. And then my mom would buy me shirts that say Brooklyn on them. And the night that I met all of you at St. Thomas, I was wearing one of those shirts mm. And like, you know, freshman year when you're trying to figure out everyone's names and Mm -hmm. people kept saying, oh, like your shirt. And so I was like, yeah, like Brooke, like my shirt. So people just started calling me Brooklyn because I was wearing a Brooklyn shirt. So I didn't actually introduce myself as Brooklyn, but it just kind of started to catch. And then it was like junior year of college and people were like, wait, what? Your name's not Brooklyn? And yeah. That is priceless. Okay. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Kind of an interest. I didn't even, I didn't plan it out, but Mm -hmm. Brooke, Brooklyn, I'll respond to either. So you fell into it almost like we fell into these coasters exactly. as, uh, as Mike holders. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like it was planned. It was planned. Yeah. <laughs> also, what is it like? I wonder what it's like as a parent when you have a kid who cry- is crying, saying they're mad that you didn't name them something else. Right. Right. I know. What's your deal? And then people were getting mad at me because they're like, people don't ever like elongate their name. Like it's never yeah. like, I want to go by Jonathan but my real name's John. But right. then Annie, her real name is Anne. So she yeah. elongates it too. So she kind of normalized the elongation yeah. for me because everyone was like, that's so wrong. Yeah. But yeah, here you we know are. What? It works. They call me Decky instead of Declan. You know what? So which is like the typical like shorten the name because I'm I'm too I'm sick of two syllables right? type thing. Right. But, you know, Declan's pretty unique, I'd say. Mm-hmm. It is unique. Decky rolls off the tongue way cleaner than Deck. Deck is, you think? Yeah, I think Decky Decky is just more uh, friendly. Deck is just kind of like you're you're like a you're a tech guy. Yeah, I'm in IT. You're in IT. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in IT. If I'm working, if, if you're Deck, you know, <laughs> so lame, so lame. Oh my gosh! But yeah, Decky 2020. Get ready for that. Oh wow! Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm just gonna tag 2020 on pretty much anything, Everything? including my name, because I think fine. when it becomes 2020, it's gonna be sick. A presidential campaign? No, everyone's gonna think that. I'm just like. <laughs> That's not what it's about, okay. you know. I'm not a politics guy. <laughs> yeah. Never have been, to be honest. Yeah, there's been some moments where you should have been, but hey, that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but Brooklyn, uh, we know you very well from the past five years of going to school with you. Our marketing interns, uh, some of them do not, so we would love a brief background of who you are. Yeah, for sure. So I grew up in La Crosse, Wisconsin, which is like three hours south of the Twin Cities, and I came up to... St. Thomas for school with Declan and Andrew five years ago now. Um, And I went to St. Thomas and I was studying nutrition science. Um, Kind of didn't really know where I wanted to go within 
the nutrition science realm, but I was doing internships a couple different places and I had like a summer long internship that mimicked the dietetic internship, which if you don't know what the dietetic internship, it's the internship that you have to go through for a year after you graduate with a dietetics major. Um, And so that's rotations throughout a hospital in the community and whatnot. And after talking to dietitians there, they just kind of told me like, why are you going to a school that doesn't have dietetics as the major? It would be really smart for you to just go get your RD. Everyone was just like, go get your dietitian's license so that you can have those two letters after your name. And so I transferred to the U of M the spring spring semester of my junior year. Um, and I was going for dietetics. And once I actually got in the field, I realized I didn't really like it as much as I thought I was going to. Um, and it was really hard leaving St. Thomas. Like I created a lot of really good friendships there and it was hard. Like I, although I wasn't on campus, like you just kind of miss out on, on things when you're not on campus and my schedule was different. I was at the U and I didn't have the same like events that St. Thomas did. And it was just the hardest part was not being able to say that I was a Tommy and also knowing that I wasn't going to be able to graduate with everyone that I came in with, which my plan was delayed a little bit. So I didn't even get to do that. Um, but I kind of started thinking about like what I really wanted to do because spring semester of your junior year, like you probably should have some sort of an idea. Yeah, get dialed and up. before I told my parents I wanted to transfer back to St. Thomas and change my major, I had to have like some sort of a game plan. And so I realized the part of nutrition that I really loved was the business aspect. So like looking at different health food companies and how they were marketing it, because a lot of people can't afford to see a dietitian and food is really difficult because everyone thinks they're a master in it because everyone eats. So everyone thinks they know exactly what's good for them, which honestly, a lot of cases it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the part of being a dietitian that was hard for me is because as silly as it sounds like I didn't want to tell people what they should be eating because it's different for everyone. Um, And so I started looking into different health food companies in the Twin Cities. Um, And which one stood out to you? I have you heard of Holmey? Uh, Yes, actually. They have the granola clusters. They're in like co-ops and Whole Foods across the nation. Um, So I just like DM them on Instagram, like super generically was like, hey, I'm looking to learn a little bit more about your company. Is there any way you're looking for an intern? And they messaged me back right away saying like, hey, this is actually really funny. You message us. We are looking for an intern starting this summer. So I went in and interviewed and it was um, Mary Kozer was part owner of the company and she's an incredible woman and she is so interconnected within the Twin Cities. And I told her my experience and she's like, yeah, but I, I just want you to know, like, it would be really helpful if you had a business minor or major with your nutrition science degree. And so that's when it all kind of clicked that I wanted to work for a health food company. So I transferred back to St. Thomas and I added a business minor to my degree, which delayed me a year. So I actually just graduated in May, but I worked for Holmey for about a year. I worked for Vital Proteins for like eight months. Um, I was a rep here in Minnesota. They're a Chicago-based company. And then I worked for Seven Sundays as well. Um, and when I was working for Holmey, they actually sold their company, um, which was tough because I could have seen myself staying with that team and with that company long term. Um, and then working for Seven Sundays, you just kind of experience the ups and downs of working for a smaller company. Yeah, which what is a uh, Seven Sundays? They're a muesli company, which is like overnight oats. Have you heard of overnight, overnight oats? oats? So basically, it's like a combination of oats and dried fruits and nuts and seeds. 
and then you pour milk over the top of it and you could totally eat it like regular oatmeal but most people serve it like you soak it in milk for 30 minutes to overnight and then it's like a softer creamy oatmeal consistency and it's cold and so you'll put like peanut butter like fruit and stuff on top and that was the big challenge for them is like how do you tell people what muesli is like that's Mm -hmm. a real like i didn't even really know what it was and i was in yeah very niche and that's where they're trying to like enter in the market in that way yeah um and they're doing well like they're in a bunch of costcos now like i left in january um and it seems like they're doing really well based off of what i've Okay. The communication I've had with them. So sweet. Yeah. But I wanted to look into a bigger company just for post grad. You, you just want a little bit more stability. And I didn't want to get a phone call again saying, like, hey, by the way, we're selling the company and we don't need you anymore. I mean, it was in a very respectful way, but it's hard. Very yeah. Hard. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of out of the blue. I didn't really know what was happening. So I started looking at other bigger companies in the Twin Cities and without having your registered dietitian license, li- license, you can't really do a lot with nutrition. Like the dietitians were yeah. right. What is like, what do uh, registered dietitians do? Yeah. So they work primarily in a hospital mm. um, that you can, there's a lot of opportunity outside of the hospital, but you definitely have to start within the hospital. So they do things like work with patients with diabetes like they have to meet with a dietitian before they can be prescribed their insulin or Mm. eating disorders or cancer patients or kind of like anyone who needs some sort of nutritional health but they really go off the book and and it's not covered by insurance so it's kind of tough because even if someone really needs to see a dietitian they might not be able to because they can't afford it Um, which is another like that was a big struggle for me is I didn't want to be inaccessible to people that I could actually be helping yeah Um, you don't want to limit yourself yeah yeah and I didn't really love being inside of a hospital like bless all of their souls who can work inside of a hospital and love that atmosphere but it's just wasn't the environment that I really loved and could see myself in long term um so that's why I kind of experimented with other avenues and I looked into Target headquarters um and once I started looking a little bit deeper at their career paths, I realized that I would love to become a buyer for their health food division. Um, but to kind of get there, you have to either start as a merchandise specialist or an inventory analyst, um, like right out of college, obviously. Um, so I accepted a position as an inventory analyst with Target um, this fall, and I start next Monday. So congratulations. Oh, Let's go. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited. That is super cool. And I know you – oh, sorry. What were we going to say, Andrew? Yeah, so a buyer – for Target, um, you're buying in bulk for their um, ingredients, their their personal products, correct? So it would be actually, so like, let's say they gave me the water category. I would be buying all of the water brands for all of the stores. In is the LaCroix nation. included? LaCroix is included. They're in the oh, water, yeah. huh? Yeah. I mean, that's that shouldn't be a shock, right? That's right? like, they are water. That's right? wild. Okay, uh, because I brought up LaCroix, this was not intentional, but... Is LaCroix bad for you? No. That's I actually a lot of people ask me that question. It's not bad for you. Um some people debate it because there's natural flavors in there, but there's worse things that you can be drinking than LaCroix. I mean, if you're pounding like ten LaCroix a day, you might have a bloated stomach because of all the carbonation. Like that's probably the only negative side of drinking mm. LaCroix. I've also heard carbonation is bad for your teeth, etc. 
I, I read an article on it, but it wasn't like a very valid source, so I can't yeah. really say that I would agree with that. What about the the cockroach poison scandal with the oh, CEO yeah. coming out about it, and then them saying or him saying like, yeah, there is some some vile th- stuff in Lacroix, and then they fired like fired him the next day. I had I'd never heard of that. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So that, that, that's <laughs> so why. That, yeah, that's it. why I brought it up. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, have you guys tried Waterloo? I have Whoa, not. no. What's this? It's like LaCroix, but 10 times better. Whoa. Ooh, it's so good. <laughs> I only buy Waterloo anymore. I was like a diehard lime LaCroix, like key lime was yes, my favorite flavor. Lime, yeah. And Waterloo is so good. Their grape flavor, their strawberry flavor, and their lime flavor are like... Okay. I have them in my fridge stocked at all times. So wow. you can get Whole Foods. Walmart has it actually, strangely enough. What but like Cub? Target doesn't. I don't know. I am, I don't really go to Cup that yeah, often. Cup shopper. No. Yeah. Are they local? Because I love supporting local companies. We support local companies. They're not local, but they're an Austin-based company. They're like a very Austin. small, like family-owned company. Okay. I can which, get behind that. Which, yeah, like, we also support family-owned local, companies. It's like that's yeah. the next best, next best thing. Like Dots so. Pretzels. Exactly. I love Tots. Yeah. I saw your podcast with them. Yeah. yeah. There you Shout go. Out dots. Yeah, sweet. Shout out to Dottie, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so I'm glad we got that on the record. I guess we can't really. We're still kind of left in the dust with Lacroix, but yeah, yeah we'll figure it out one yeah. day. I'm really curious on like just like the fundamentals of a dietitian. So, like, what is like the first things that you are kind of reviewing when, um, say that you were to work in a hospital or mm-hmm. if it, you were in a position where you're helping a specific person, what are kind of like the first steps that you go through to walk through a client with uh, a, a diet and improving a diet? Right. So, so in your rotation, you kind of figure out which avenue you want to take. So let's say I was like really passionate about working with people who had diabetes. So I could work in a hospital there's community dietitians who work at like, um, have you guys heard of Open Arms, the food packing service in Minnesota? Mm. So again, we support local companies, but yeah. I've not heard of this this particular. It's local a it's company. a nonprofit in the area. It's okay. really cool. Okay. We can and get we, behind this one, and yeah. we also support nonprofits, right? Yeah, yeah. So they have a dietitian there, and they pack food, and basically they're like Meals on Wheels, mm. but way healthier. So all oh, the okay. meals are like handmade in the like labs that they have there it's not a lab it's like a big kitchen um and they have volunteers come come in and like cut potatoes to add to the potato salad or little things like that and they have dietitians there to work to make sure that these meals meet the nutritional needs of their clients and um so you could do that's like an example of community dietetics but inside of a hospital so you would obviously see a diet like a, a patient with diabetes um and kind of walk them through their diet. And I, since I'm not a dietitian, don't know like 100% how it goes. But when I did shadow someone who worked with diabetic patients for a week, she would come in and um, the diabetic patient would kind of tell the dietitian a little bit about what their diet looked like, anything they're struggling with. And with the hospital setting, you kind of have to go off of the USDA like food groups. Um, And that's another thing that I struggle with. Like, I just don't think the food groups that the government suggests is that the food triangle. Yeah. Like the food food pyramid. Oh, it's a little bit different. It's my plate now. 
So oh, it's man. just like a little bit different. They've it's a different version of they rebranded. They rebranded, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So I I like the more holistic view, which you can be a holistic dietitian, but that's more so like a private practice. Okay. I have a question. So yeah. you mentioned earlier how you you had you kind of were in this moment where you're like, okay, I have to like really commit to like the business behind this stuff, but really at the end of the day, you were like, food. Not everybody everybody eats it. Food is food, but not everybody knows if it's good or not for mm-hmm. them. Where do you find the passion or like the drive to really want to get into like nutrition and food. So in high school, I was in a health class and I just had, he was a really, really good teacher. And I, before that, like, I think all of us kind of grew up, our parents didn't know any better. Like it's not our parents' fault, but like I did not grow up eating healthy at all. Like Wendy's, Frosty's and fries were like my jam. Like I did not know why I should be eating vegetables so when I started taking that class, I got really interested in the reason behind, why, like, well, why should I be eating vegetables? So yeah. I started to, like, get more into the science. Um, and I realized it's something that relates to everyone. Like, food is something that's universal. And I have always been the kid that asked my mom to help in the kitchen. So I loved helping her make food. And so to realize, like, it's part of your health and you can make it in a healthy way that kind of started stirring up ideas in my head when I started thinking about what I wanted to do with my career path. And so Mm. when I was thinking about where I, I didn't really know, St. Thomas wasn't actually my first choice in school. So I didn't have it on my radar that they didn't have dietetics. Um, But when I started learning about nutrition in college, it's kind of a hard topic because there's not a whole lot of concrete research done in the nutrition field like you hear like oh the keto diet's the way to go or like low like paleo paleo there's all those diets out there and it was just really interesting to me as to why people did what they did um so that's when i started looking into it and i developed a really big passion for not only learning about it but like also preparing the food so that's kind of so you're like cooking and stuff yeah And that's, so when did you start the Brooklyn's Bites? Is that right? Yeah, I started that. It was. Which, what is that, by the way? Just like giving a background. It's it's a little side account that I started um, on Instagram a year and a half ago. So. Sick. Yeah. I, it's actually a funny story because it kind of goes into what you guys were telling me before I started recording about your audience and how you are putting the content out there for a specific person. Um, so like my, I guess this kind of ties into your question as well, because my senior year of high school is kind of when food Instagrams started to become a thing. It was like, a boom. Yeah, there was a Everyone boom in it. And it. I was just like, needs first. yeah, exactly. And so I would see these girls who were in nutrition science, like either dietitian or just in school studying nutrition. And I was like, whoa, that is so cool. But like, I could never do that. Like I, no one would want to follow me if I did that. Like no way but I still like every day when I looked at my phone like I started to realize I was following more people who were posting food than I was like friends um and I just loved watching like what they were eating how they were making it why they were making it and I was learning so much from these people online like way more than I was learning in the classroom um and so in between my freshman and sophomore year at St. Thomas I like the summer in between, I went home and I finally had like a kitchen to make my own food in. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it, but I don't want anyone to know about it. So I told my mom and my sister and my best friend from high school, I'm like, I'm going to start this account, but like, don't tell anyone. So I started it. Brooklyn's Bite still, it was still the same account. 
And I started posting on it like here and there, but I was like monitoring the people who were following me because I wanted to make sure like no one would make fun of me for it. Mm-hmm. And I got someone screenshotted it and texted it to me from St. Thomas and they were like, I didn't know you had a food account. And I immediately went to Instagram, deleted it. And I was like, oh, that wasn't me. Like I didn't even have a picture of my face as the profile picture because I didn't want people to know. But I was like liking like they must have seen that. I followed the page or I don't know how they figured it out. There's a connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was just so like nervous that people were going to care about what I was doing and like being different. And so when I started working for Homey, part of my job at the internship was to reach out to health food brands that mm. were similar to Homey and like ask to collab. And then they'd be like, okay, they're going to send you a bunch of product, like go to your kitchen, make a meal with it. So it could be like we collabed with a peanut butter company. So I would make like a meal with the whole me clusters and the peanut butter. I'd take a picture of it and I'd post it on the whole me page. And as I was doing it, I was like, this is exactly what I would want to be doing, but like on my own. And so we were going to a food expo in California, which is it's natural food expo West. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's like a, the largest food expo Sounds in the legit. United States. It's like every single food company, you guys would love it. LaCroix has a huge stand and they're just like throwing LaCroix out for free. Oh, damn. It's so cool. Sick. It's like, it's so much fun. Wait, so it's just like free food. Everywhere. Yeah. It's okay, basically yeah, like sick. buyers and sellers go there to like, we, we went as I went with Homey to try to get Homey into different stores. Um, but I was sitting at the airport and my flight got delayed and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, if I were to restart an account, this would be the time. So I was sitting there and I was at the gate and my flight was about to board. And so I promised myself that if I ever started the account, I would not hide it because that just like is not, I didn't want to be sitting there anxious about someone hiding. No, it's Mm -hmm. not. And I, I was to the point in my life where like, if you are going to judge me for what I'm putting out there when I'm just trying to help other people, like I'm not trying to influence people in a negative way, but like I'm trying to help people show them the skills that like come natural to me but i don't know i but i know don't come natural to everyone Mm -hmm. so i posted a picture i posted it on my facebook my personal like page on instagram and i started up that brooklyn's bites account and i turned off my phone and i got on the flight because i knew if i did not just like not i just needed to not look at it for like three hours and it was a really long flight because i'm sitting there like people are probably like probably judging me for this and I opened my phone and like I got the most the sweetest messages from people that like I didn't even really know I I wasn't even that close with Mm -hmm. and they were like I'm so excited about this like this is awesome like just little things like that where it gave me the encouragement to be like okay I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna be consistent about it and I'm just trying to help people it's basically my intention going into it and like I personally heard people say like healthy eating just is so hard because it's not affordable. It doesn't taste good. Like you're going to have to spend a lot of time in the kitchen. Like it's just so hard. It has to be complex. And I wasn't experiencing those things. And so I just wanted to show people that it can be really cheap and it can be really good and it can take 30 minutes um, to set yourself up for the week. So oh damn, that's kind of like how I started the account and it's kind of grew from there. And it's been really fun yeah, for me. I love do. the ebb and flow of it, yeah. too. That's really cool, and that's awesome that, uh, I mean, you're sharing that story. Because, right, everyone has those reservations. I mean, I was talking to uh, Mark about this the other day. He wants to start an account for Cairo School. And um, 
um, displaying content that represents him in the Cairo format. And since he's doing stuff with Austin Yoakum, he's like, I want to do my own thing. And uh, he was has all these reservations like, oh, people are going to DM this thing in their own little friend group and make yeah. fun of me. And I don't want that. And I was like, dude, we have that. We had that same thought those first five months. Uh, I had it probably a little bit longer than deck. And I, we had those reservations. They're real. Everyone goes through them. But once you can work through it and be like, hey, when 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 you can 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 uh, when you believe your content is making a positive impact on the right people and you have that mindset, then it doesn't matter if is there if there's negative flack for it because that's not the right person viewing that content and they're not perceiving in the way that you originally intended it for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's I mean it's hard to stray away from what everyone else is doing. Yes. It and I'm sure you guys ex- had like you said had the same reservations as I did and even like we were talking about before this, how I was posting pictures of my food. And then like two months later, Instagram stories started coming out and people were starting to like share what they were doing in a video format where they would share, like you would be sharing your face. And I've never been one to like post selfies on Instagram. Like that's just, I've never been comfortable behind a camera in that way. Um, And so when Instagram stories started coming out, I actually met, one of like my biggest inspirations on Instagram and she um I asked her to Rachel's Good Eats if anyone listening to this is a foodie they definitely know who she is but she's she's been one of those people that I've been following since senior year of high school is she local no she's from Seattle but we also support people in Seattle yeah North Pacific Northwest brands yeah totally yeah it's fine um but I met her and we met at this like wellness event that I was at. Oh, no way. You actually met her. Yeah. Okay. And I was the last one in line and she's like, tell me a little about, a little bit about yourself. And so I started talking to her and I was like, I would actually really appreciate it if you could just give me some feedback, like what you see when you look at my page. So she started scrolling and she's like, you have like wonderful food pictures. Like I would make this food, but I don't see your face in any of these pictures. And I don't see that you have any Instagram stories. And she's like, it's starting to become not about just like the perfect picture of your food anymore. Like if you want to make this something that people want to come back to, you have to start sharing more of your personal life and you have to start flipping that camera around and sharing your face and posting pictures of you doing something that relates to your page so yeah that was like a hard transition from me for me too like it was comfortable like just posting pictures of my food I was kind of not as attached to it like personally but now it's like starting to become like I had to step out of my box and be like okay someone's probably gonna send this to one of their friends on Instagram and be like oh my gosh look at what she's doing but I have to just like not care because that's not the person that I'm making these videos for. Yes. So. I love that because, you know, you could be you're, the people you like care most about are obviously the people you would assume that though that's the or that's why you're making the content like, oh, I want my mom to like love this stuff. I want my friends to like love what I'm doing. And it's like, that's great, but they're going to love what you're doing and how you're doing it regardless because right. they love you. But at the same time, you got to like kind of flip it so that Rachel food eats when she sees it. Mm-hmm. she loves your content right. right like those are the kind of people that you are looking to impress or looking to reach out to or you know have engagement on pretty much For but sure. oh man I, that's crazy because kind of where andrew and i were coming from was we the requirement i guess for ourselves was people were hearing us talk and therefore like our our face and everything we were very it was very personalized from mm-hmm. the, the get-go so that was kind of an, a hill we had to climb right away but owning that 
was so hard at, honestly like when you're junior in, in college and you have no idea what you're doing and you're like wondering how like companies are going to perceive you and people who are hiring you like you know how you have no idea and so that was a conversation Andrew and I had six weeks into this in the back pocket was like hey I don't think we should do this anymore man like we don't have any direction yeah like it's taken me six hours to produce this thing and employers like, could look at this the wrong way exactly yeah. like people I don't know how this is gonna look and it's so easy to say now like dude if employers saw you guys running a podcast like that's gonna put you up, up, apart from the rest but at the time it was like we don't know what this thing is. Exactly. Like we don't know how this is all going to shake out. So it really was about just like taking that leap and really trying to be confident. It was it really came down to confidence. Like I wanted to record. I thought it was so much fun every time I did this and I did not care about what other people thought. And it was just like, I took all my will to convince Andrew, honestly, to like do that. But like, yeah. once you really take that step, you start looking inward. Like it becomes like a big self-awareness game. And you're really trying to like look into yourself on like how you're perceiving to yourself. Like I listen, like I'll be listening to myself talk right now, mm -hmm. like later down the road before your episode comes out and I'll like be really like dialing in like, okay, what can Declan do better here? Like how can he perceive his thoughts? And it's right. like, Oh my God, this is, it's nuts. It's, it's become such so much more of a self-awareness game, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. For sure. Yeah. We, we took that leap there and you just recently took a leap with your cookbook. Yeah, which is I did. awesome. Yo, shout out to the ebook. Yeah, thanks. Is it an ebook or is there like a hard copy too? There's, I mean, I want a personal hard copy for yeah. myself. Like, not, I'm not gonna sell it as a hard copy. But I've been always like for, I guess not always, but like for the past four years for Christmas on my my mom's like, well, what would you like? I'm like, well, this cookbook and this cookbook, and so I have like a stack of cookbooks in my room, and I read them. Like I read a book. Like I just, I love. Are you serious? You just like it's thumb weird. through, like, ah, yeah, oh, this it's meatloaf. Really, this looks really, really when I get good. a new cookbook, like I spend two hours and like read all of the front path, and then I sit there with my sticky notes. I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna make this recipe. I'm gonna make this. Like it's like very therapeutic for me to read a cookbook, which is so weird. <laughs> I but I was always like, wow, that would be the ultimate dream is to have my own cookbook. And I was listening to a podcast at the end of December, and one of I forget which one it was which is horrible because it made like it made a really big impact on my life they said that they write out a list of their they call them intentions rather than resolutions um, and so what you intend to do with your year and so I was sitting there and I made it I put different categories and business was one of the categories because I mean it's I don't have a business yet but like I would consider what I'm doing on my Brooklyn's Bites account to eventually become a business like that would be the end goal absolutely and so when I was thinking about like my future with this account my end goal would be like not end goal but my biggest dream with this account would be create a cookbook on my own and like sell that and so I was thinking about what I could do within 2019 to get closer to that step and so I see people see people producing ebooks quite a bit like seven seven day smoothie guide or like meal plan um but I so I wrote down I wanted to write an ebook but it was one of those goals that I wrote down and I was like oh I don't know if that's actually gonna happen like <laughs> I didn't want to just like write an ebook filled with recipes that were like you could find on my page any other day yeah and you and can so, find on like some blog yeah like know? I didn't want it to I wanted it to be different and so it was like, it was beginning of March. I was sitting down with a friend and she was like, oh, I'm like so excited for the summer, but it's so hard to eat healthy because you're going to potlucks and you're going out on the lake and you're having drinks and then people are bringing out chips. And 
she's like it can be really hard because once you fall off that like healthy bandwagon it can be hard to just like choose a healthier alternative and so I'm sitting there and I was like I should find a solution to that so I started at the beginning of March and I started developing recipes that were like healthier versions of our favorite summer foods so like I made ice cream sandwiches they were paleo ice cream sandwiches or like a berry crisp that you could literally eat for breakfast like it was super healthy um so there's 10 appetizers 10 dinners 10 desserts and 10 drinks within this ebook um that I just put up for sale last month um and that was really hard because I put a lot of time into it there's 40 recipes in there and I tested each of them at least two to three times because I wanted to make sure if it's something people were paying for, they were getting what they paid for. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't going to be, they made the recipe and it turned out it was a flop. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have my mom buy this. Like that's literally the only person that's going to buy this ebook. Um, but it was like a personal, like it meant more to me to create the ebook and create the website to sell the ebook on. Like that meant more to me than anyone purchases purchasing it like I I, no one could have purchased it and I still would be just as proud as I am right now of that product because I actually did it and I crossed that off my list and Mm -hmm. what those girls I I don't follow their I'm not not subscribed to their podcast regularly I should go back and figure out which one it is Um, but what they suggested and I mean you hear this all over the place like write your goals down and keep it some like put it on your like a sticky tape mirror keep it in Um, your back pocket yeah keep it in your back pocket (laughs) anyone says that's so dumb right (laughs) (laughs) but I write it down and I I wrote all of my goals down and I put them on the top drawer of my dresser so I open it every single day and whether or not I like sit there and look at it and read every single one of them I'm always like I see that it's there and subconsciously I'm thinking about it. Yep. You know which ones yeah. are on there. Uh, yeah. And for the first time ever, like six of those things are checked off of the list, which is crazy to me because you usually get to the end of the year and you're like, oh shoot, I said I was going to do that. And like now it's December. And so I guess I'll put it on next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like a really big milestone for me. I guess personally to to cross that off my list. So so much work went into that. So that's really cool that you found the the intrinsic part of it uh, more rewarding than the actual like the sales number because right. so many people get lost in when they put out their first product like oh not I didn't get as many sales as I want to it's a flop but in reality like no you just put your heart and soul into something completely new you've never done anything like this you've seen a ton of people do it but you've never personally done it and. Uh, you taking that leap and going out there and creating 40 recipes in a cookbook is really cool. So That's can, a, yeah, that is Thank so you. impressive. Yes. Thank you so much. That is so impressive. I think it's so cool that you're doing that. And like to Andrew's point, I mean, you're, you're putting some serious time into that. And not only are you, I mean, yeah, it's to like make this ebook, this like collection of all of your recipes, but at the same time, like correct me if I'm wrong, but you probably learned so much about yeah. like the process of creating an ebook yeah. and making these recipes and, understanding the physical time that goes into it i think that experience alone is going to help you 10x the next time you want to go through and make an ebook for For sure winter or anything else but i love i love the idea how you got it like Mm -hmm. that's so awesome that you were so confident and like you heard that idea and you're like oh this is perfect like i just need to run with this yeah i think that's like not enough people do that i don't think yeah they always like because it comes across like those kind of opportunities or those kind of things come across people's like timeline or headspace all the time but rarely do they pursue them follow through or follow through Mm -hmm. and i love hearing the stories of like 
actually following through and then hearing how beneficial it was and like dude if your mom buys it like, shout out to your mom right? it's freaking awesome yeah like, and that uh, begs the question what your, what are the recipes that are receiving uh the most feedback or what recipes do you are most proud of something along those lines mm-hmm. yeah any any big hits so i shared um one of them on my page like i did a video sharing the recipe for people who maybe were like questioning buying it um or just wanted to see me do it in person so basically like giving out a free recipe from the ebook um and i got like 15 people sending me pictures of them remaking the meal which is always like the coolest thing in the world when someone messages me saying that they made one of my recipes and they loved it um so it was like it was a chili lime shrimp taco and it was really good it was one of my favorite of the whole book but i made healthier scotch roos and those were really really good like do you call them special k bars Mm. Uh, I think I've had like maybe a half a K bar in my life, to be honest. Wait, you don't know what Scotch Roos are? I have no, no idea. Yeah, I don't know what those oh are. Oh my yeah. god! No way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it. What are these? Okay, they're like the Rice Krispie bars that are peanut butter instead of marshmallow, and they have the chocolate layer on top. Oh, that sounds. This great. is like really Andrew, bad. This sounds good. It sounds really good. It sounds really good. Yeah. You, you guys aren't from wisconsin or minnesota though so correct that's probably yeah. why correct We're not it's like a bi- it's like the <laughs> yeah, duck duck gray duck or duck duck goose like mm-hmm. some people call them special k bars and some people call them scotchers whoa gotcha. yeah. very midwest wow i'm so i'm so like yeah we're struggling. Yeah, I'll I'll make some and bring them over. Okay. Yeah, no, just that so you can great. have your your first Scotch root experience. So there's like a there's a healthy version of it that you made. Yeah. Okay, I like good. this. I, I want like these fruit tacos in my belly right now. Yeah. I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, on so over. let me. Uh, I don't want to turn this podcast on its head, but I do really want to uh, seek some help. So when I go to Cub, I don't create a grocery list and I kind of just like decide what I want to eat when i'm at cub so like you know this week was sloppy joe's you know and i was grab some ground beef a couple buns you know and then i looked up i actually like i was actually trying to make burritos and then i found the sloppy joe packet before i found the burrito seasoning packet yeah. so i was like okay i make sloppy joe's and then i really i looked at the recipe on the back i was like okay i need some tomato paste and then ran with it so <laughs> is it pretty easy if i if like i want to make your shrimp tacos that i can just go to cub with your list of things to buy and buy it easily and make it in 30 minutes like that's a doable yeah that's like one of the biggest things about like i follow there's some people that have like i have their cookbooks and it's like an elaborate meal like there's something about like really putting your time into a meal and like like that's just like not realistic for me or me so all all. of all of the meals on my page or in the ebook take like 30 to 45 okay, minutes perfect so and that like ta- the 45 minutes is because like something's cooking in the oven okay um so like all of them lot. are very simple the shrimp tacos would take you like 30 minutes from the start to the finish okay how do you cook shrimp again i I'm just put it on the sauteed. um like yeah the, the skillet stove you could top. you could grill it but okay it's easier on the stovetop anything on the stovetop i'm gonna i'm a pro at the grill gets kind of tricky i'm not a grill master however when, when, like, the burgers and, like, hot dogs need to be grilled, I'll step up even though I, like, have, like, no, really no confidence in it. I'm just like, I'll do it. I'll, I'll man the grill this time around. It's going to be that hard, you no, know? No, it's not that hard. You just put it on there and just, just put it on there. Look until, until it's black and, yeah. Then, yeah. and then you take it off. Like, oh, this yeah. is charcoal. Sure. Sure. Flip it over. Yeah. 
So is any, yeah, anything else that we should make in this house? Because we are really bad at making food. We, so bad. Yeah. So not ja- Jack's pizzas. Um, what else? We eat a ton. Uh, all of the breakfast foods. Yep. Oh, love breakfast. I'm a breakfast burrito guy. Andrew's pretty good at making uh, breakfast sammies. Love it. Um, what else do we make? Oh, I make a lot. I, for some reason, I have a nice southern kick. I make jambalaya and gumbo. Oh, wow. Yeah. But that's honestly not that hard. It's literally a boxed like jambalaya. And I just put... I grill up uh, sausage or shrimp and put it in there. That's still pretty fancy. I wouldn't have expected that out of you. I know. Yeah, I put it on my. He list shocks thing. me yeah. wow. with that. Yeah, Love he actually that. made our whole house uh, gumbo or jambalaya. It was gumbo. Gumbo for uh, the uh, LSU Miami game last year. A football wow. game. Yeah, he made yeah. a whole house. And yeah, we ate it. And it. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. No. no, it's great. The food. rice was a little undercooked, but yeah. Oh, probably. Yeah. I'll make you my tacos if you make me your jambalaya. Oh. Ooh. Absolutely. Deal. Deal. Oh, so deal. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that a million Perfect. percent. So is there anything else, though, that like you're looking at uh, a couple guys, you know, aren't very good uh, cooking. What can we cook? How about this? Okay. Yeah. We have a we have a friend, uh, a dear friend, a very good friend, uh, Greg Ebosher, who uh, is on keto diet. And we, we we're hesitant to keep to allow this to happen. We're, we're, we don't know if we want to be his friend anymore. Yeah. Is what Andrew's trying to it's, say. It's, 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 I'm, it's nervous for me because I, I don't know if keto is the best for him. Uh, I think it's making a little more aggressive than normal. <laughs> He's not getting all the nutrients that he needs. Um, for him and the rest of the keto, what is the exactly, uh, what's your take on keto? <laughs> That's what you <laughs> Yeah, what's your take? <laughs> or or uh, wh- how can we help Greg? Maybe that's a better how question. Can we help Greg? Let's start with what's your takes on keto. This is, it's such a buzzy <laughs> diet right now. And I had a friend who actually did keto, and she asked me the same question. And for a lot of people, it's like a quick fix. But there's a right and way, right and wrong way to do keto. Like I don't personally think it works for me. And I would never recommend it to someone, but if you do it the right way, like it can be beneficial for your health if you need it for a specific health mm. reason. Mm. Um, mm. But a lot of people like, I'm going to do keto for two months and, and lose some weight. And then all they eat is like meat and cream cheese and mayonnaise. Yes. Yes. It's like just lots of like heavy foods that you wouldn't think are actually healthy. And it's really hard on your liver to digest all of that like fat so long term, it's actually very taxing on your body based off of the research that I've done. I'm not a dietitian, so I can't really like. You can throw your hot pers- takes out pers- there. It's not a big deal. Someone the keto you diet would be surprised not. the things we say on this podcast that we take Probably for granted. <laughs> yeah. We talk CRISPR on this podcast twice now. And we talk about the microbiome, which I kind of. Do you know about the microbiome? Oh, yeah. Do you talk? Oh, yeah. I think it's so cool that your gut is connected to like mental yeah. health now it's crazy or it's always been but yeah. we're just now studying more yeah. about it yeah. so oh, i love sure. that like you're you're in a lane right now that is like just getting started yeah like we're just getting started with right. food which is so weird that we're just getting started with it yeah exactly like wait so yeah okay so cavi brennan came on do you know cavi mm-hmm. okay so he came on and talked like he's becoming a phd in uh biochemistry and he's studying the microbiome oh wow yeah and he was talking about how the bacteria in our in our guts as americans is just like so much worse than like if you go to africa or europe where their diets are like totally different Mm -hmm. so i love the idea of like i see well because of listening to his conversation i now 
see the value that you bring in a totally different light. Because before, like, I would have probably just looked at your stuff as like, oh, it's just like, you know, you eat healthy. It's good for you. Everyone's told you that for the for the longest time, right? Like right. the same thing with you were talking about vegetables. But now it's really cool to being able to tie that to like your mental performance. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, if you're telling me I can be more mentally dialed in because I'm eating Brooks shrimp tacos, I'm in. Right. You know, like I'm sold. So I love like the what you're doing is helping people more than just like being healthy eaters. Yeah. And I think like as cheesy as it sounds, like health really is wealth. Like you can't do, Mm. you can't, I perform my best when I'm at my best health. So like if you're sick in any way, whether that be with your mental health or your physical health, like you can't perform at your best. So it it kind of, health plays into everything in my perspective. And it starts mostly in the kitchen like what you eat it really dictates your health um like obviously genetics play a part in your physical activity but what you put into your body i mean we not we might not be seeing it right now but long term like the way we eat now is going to affect how we live our lives in the future Mm. um so yeah it's crazy how it's it's all interconnected for sure dude health is wealth I love that. Uh, I, I feel like I wasn't very wealthy today. I started my day <laughs> with three cookies, and then I had a handful of peanut butter pretzels, and then I had a fried chicken sandwich. All great foods in my on my taste buds, but in my right. stomach, not maybe wealthy. Right. Yeah. And that's my average quality for sure today. And wait, wait, can I tell what I had? Yeah, sure. Because this is wild. Please share. Um, Mr. Tiger. Yeah, so, you know, alpha status over here. Or lion, <laughs> rather. Lion shirt. This looks so good in it the floral chair. It looks super sick. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, so, I do intermittent fasting, so I never eat in the mornings. Do you do intentional intermittent fasting? Yes. Okay. Done it for over a year now. Um, I don't know what the benefits are, to be honest. I just, it's now my routine. I'm sticking with it. But for lunch today, I had chicken kebabs and watermelon and the chicken was marinated in watermelon juice wow i had pink chicken it was so wild and it was so good and that's all i've eaten today and and i've also had two white claws now so wow so anyways very average but i feel like that's not is that that's not bad diet it was kind of cool to be honest no that i've never had chicken marinated in watermelon juice yeah i don't know if i could duplicate it i was asking that the the woman who made it I was asking her more questions than she probably would have liked about how you make kebabs. First off, we started with that, and then we finished off with how do you marinate chicken, and then I finished with how do you marinate chicken and watermelon. So it was very clear that I wanted to try and make this. So I'm going to try it out. You walked down the the processes. Yeah, the funnel. Yeah. It started, you know, just see what kind of value she was going to give me with how do you make a kebab, and she had more than I needed. Mm, so and, uh, you went all the way there to yeah. the, the kebab in watermelon. Yes. Wow. And one thing that I learned is that when you're making kebabs, you have to be very quick and tedious about how fast you turn the shrimp or like whatever your whatever kebab you're making because you could burn it pretty fast. So And you should soak, if you're using wooden skewers, soak them in water for like 20 minutes beforehand because then Whoa. they won't start on fire. Oh, man. I'm <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's good. But anyways, you're looking at two average guys. Andrew was like about to get into a sweet transition to the average quality, and I took your thunder, dude. I'm sorry. So, uh, Andrew, what what was your what was your question, dude? I would love to ask <laughs> you, Brooklyn. What is your average quality? And this is something you do well at times, and other and other times not so well. At the end of the day, it's your average quality. Okay. So, what is your average quality? My average quality is definitely anything 
to do with mathematics. Mm. And I think Declan can really, uh, Declan knows a lot about my average quality from freshman year helping me with calc homework. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Actually, it was sophomore year because in between freshman and sophomore year, I had to take a zero credit class to pass into calc. To get into the class. So I'm like teetering on below average. Like I think the calc class put me at, it, it is definitely now my average quality and I'm kind of proud to say like I'm average at it because before it was definitely below average. <laughs> but yeah, anything like I still count on my fingers like and I get made fun of for it, but it helps me. So this man has helped a lot of people fr- come from below average to average in mathematics. Mr. Tudor. Yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of the cool. It was not the coolest thing, but it was definitely fun. Too. Everyone knew you as the math tutor. Yeah. You know how funny it was, hilarious. though? Seriously, like, going out of the bars at St. Thomas, and it's, like, Saturday night at O'Kara's, and, like, people come up to you, like, just hammered, like, you help me in math. I'm like, oh, okay. Right on. Like, yeah. I didn't know that. That's awesome. No, Thank you. But yeah, that was really through fun. my my sophomore year calculus courses. I always loved helping my friends because that means I didn't have to help, like, the people who would cry if they got a web assigned problem wrong. You I know? mean, that was still me, but... Well, but it was you. Like, yeah, I at least... That's different. At least it was, like, Brooklyn's <laughs> crying, and I can, like, walk her through this. Right. And then probably make fun of her through it. Right. But, like, you know, it wasn't that bad. And that, honestly, I actually do now remember helping you with that double zero uh, intro math credit yes. class. We were yes. doing, like... I mean, I don't want to throw you Crazy on the bus stuff. here, but it was just... It was like algebra with fractions. Yeah. It was like, yep. this is my wheelhouse. Yeah. Well, my dad, my dad, <laughs> my dad owns his own construction company. So he is like, knows it like the back of his hand. Like, you have to. But my, if my mom's watching this, like, or listening to this, I guess. Oh, she's watching she's too. She's gonna, she's gonna be pretty upset that I'm throwing her under the bus here, but she, she failed out of third grade because of her math scores. So I'm putting it on my mom. Like it's not my. It's like not my fault. Like Christy's your mom, right? Like yeah. Yeah, Christy, that just went to like millions of people. (laughs) Billions. Hopefully, she understands that. (laughs) Billions of people now know Christy failed third grade math. So yeah, I just put it on my mom. I'm like, that's fine. It's genetic. Mm -hmm. It's a genetic average quality. Oh man, mathematics is tough. I'm right there with you. I think that's my average quality. I'm not. I always like to say I'm not a numbers major on this podcast. I'm not an English major either because I butcher the English language more times than not. Um, so I, I share that average quality with you. So mathematics is your average quality, but this next question is something that you carry around in your back pocket to overcome situations when pressure is becoming stress and anxiety is rising and you reach into your back pocket and this helps you overcome these situations. So what's in your back pocket? So in my back pocket, I would consider myself a very like self-aware person and that's Mm. like a quality that I've kind of worked on over the past couple years and so in my back pocket is that like mental checklist of things that I can do to be my best self like so in those times where I'm feeling like stressed or just anxious or sad or like I've just had an off day um, it's that list of things that like I know if I do these things. So like, for example, for me, it's getting a really good night's sleep. And that's not something that I've ever really prioritized, which is sad. But if I've had an off day, I'm like, okay, I- I'm sleeping and I'm going to sleep eight to nine hours. And that's a priority to me. So I will cancel plans or I'll do whatever I can to get that eight to nine hours of sleep or getting a really good workout in or you know, going to the grocery store and having my fridge filled with foods that I know make me feel good or 
calling my mom or like reading my devotional. There's that list of things that like I always keep on hand that I know makes me the best Brooke, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yes. That's really cool that there's multiple things, right? It's yeah. not just one thing. And that's how a lot of people operate, right? They they use these different things in, in their back pocket to calm them, to bring them back down to that evil uh, even keel because there's so many things that just put way too much unnecessary pressure on us. So that's awesome that you have all those variations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the simplified approach too. You know, like you have – you when you said like I go through my mental checklist, I immediately went to football and I'm like – you got to go through your mental checklist before the snap. Yeah. And you're like, okay, am I lined up right? Do I know what I'm doing? Like, can you have like all your different things that you go through right before you go and yeah. on attack, right? Yeah. But like same exact thing, same exact thing where it's like when you're in a, in a situation where you're uncomfortable or you're in a situation you quite frankly don't want to be in, like you go through that checklist of the things that you really need to hit. Right. And you said like prioritize, like you got your hierarchy down. Like, yeah. And I think that's so cool that, those are the things that are that work for Brooke, right? For Those sure. are the things that make Brooke the best and then probably make you who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's phenomenal. I'm and I'm stoked for you. I never like when I think everyone can relate, like when you get to college, you're kind of figuring yourself out. So I've yeah. not always had that like checklist, but you learn. I- I've tried to learn about myself to make it like super specific because if I say like, oh, hanging out with friends makes me happy, but like which one of like, doing what with my friends and which of my friends so just like really narrowing down that list has really helped me like kind of ground myself in those that's a great point because it's yeah yeah it's a challenge every day to figure out how or to figure out each little step and each little thing that could help you and you're and you're fine-tuning it because you don't want to overextend yourself and that's and that's something that we battle with all the time and if you don't if you do you have a question that you would like to add well, I was just going to say, like, mm-hmm. I love what you just said in terms of, like, I never, I didn't know this from the start. Like, you weren't born with right. this checklist. Like, you had to freaking figure out your checklist. You had to, like, build it, understand it, learn it, and be self-aware through the process of college, which is such a great time, honestly. Yeah. I, I miss it, but at the same time, I'm, like, thankful that I'm out of it. Right. I don't know. It's a weird complex. But at the same time, like, you're growing throughout that whole time, still growing now, but the fact that you're, like, able to understand like there are certain chapters and milestones where like you you check those things or you you live those things but you're now identifying them as like oh this was the moment that i knew i had that i needed sleep for eight to nine hours Mm -hmm. this was the moment or moments that i needed food in my fridge like i think that's really cool that you identified and stuck with them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and as much as it helps you become even keel it also pushes you forward and it helps you grow um, and it challenges you for and you and challenges you to be a better person, to be that that person that you want to be. Right. And that's something that Declan and I try to do on this podcast is be the best versions of ourselves as much as possible. It's hard every day to do that. Um, and one, the the best way that we love doing it is sharing these stories with people such as yourself. And it, we want to continue down the path of the Brooklyn Nickel. Nicolati? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. I got it this time. I butchered it at uh, minute one, but at minute 56, I, I finally figured it out after five years. I'm so proud yeah, of you. Thank you. Um, is there someone that you like to challenge us with to have on the show? Um, maybe someone someone inside your circle or someone that you're like, oh, I don't think these guys could ever have them on, but I want to see them try type thing. I have two. Like one that would be like a for sure yes and one that would be like 
they're very busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sophie Van Serksum would be really good uh, to have on this yep. podcast. She's really easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. She's super funny. She works at Alter. She works, she at, works at, Al- at Alter. I've already we, asked her to come on the podcast. She's oh. like, I'm not doing enough yet to like come on. I was like, oh okay, very humble. But she's also like crushing it. Yeah, with no, your she, fitness witness, dude. No, she's she she's needs, very knowledgeable. She knowledgeable. needs to come on the podcast. Okay. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. I yeah. I'll, I'll talk to her. Please do. I'll I'll, I'll tell her she needs to come. I'll tell her she, you already have like a date in the calendar. Like, hey, sorry, I'll be free. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, bring it up. Bring it up like as if you were never talking to us. Though. Yeah. Like okay. very natural. Like, okay. oh my gosh, I listen to this. These guys, you know, they're my friend. Do something like that. Yeah. You know. Okay. Very yeah, very super grassroots. casual. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Would love to see what she says. Yeah, to that. <laughs> <laughs> would love to see what she says. I'll to get that. back to you on that. She was at comedy the other night. I saw that. It was nuts. I saw that. Yeah, it so was her nuts. birthday yesterday. Yeah, that too. So, except we're, we're releasing this like three weeks later. I don't even know where we're releasing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, happy birthday to Sophie. Three weeks ago, you know, time time, time is subjective. Time is Fine. so subjective, <laughs> yeah. and you know. And then the second guest. She, okay, so sticking on this like food train. Her name's Lee Hirsch. She own or she does, well. She actually it isn't. It is Hirsch a or her Hirsch. Hirsch. She's Fit Foodie Finds on Instagram. She's Minnesota based. She has two um, employees as well, and they're so funny. She's got the cutest dog. Like she's a very like holistic, really good person. Um, and she, I think she has a lot of insight in a lot of different areas. And she would be really cool to have on this podcast. Yeah. I would love to listen to a podcast with her on it awesome so. challenge accepted. Yeah. that's exactly and she's local so she could boom. she could be sitting on the sofa right in front of you yeah we we support local yeah. yeah we can't we cannot make that you know like we can't emphasize that enough she oh. was sponsored by um michelob ultra wow yeah the so workout like, breer yeah oh my god so you might have to switch the white claws up for we can do that or we can maybe do that. maybe she'll like bring a few exactly that, for you guys we okay got, we've had people bring in uh vodka uh and we drink at nine in the morning and we've drank in what are those things called? Screwdrivers. Screwdrivers. Love we drank screwdrivers with Chad Greenway. Like yep. that was an all time moment. Yeah. We got iced. That was uh, in uh, someone's back pocket. She she brought out Clara oh brought gosh. out back. Uh, she, Who? Clara, Clara Cott. Cott. She went to St. Thomas. Like she's I think three or four years old. She does this. digital marketing now. Yeah. And wow. she iced us. Smart. Iced us. Yeah. Ooh. So walked into that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, Michelob Ultra was right up our alley. Yeah. We also had pizza with Mini Ninja, which was super fun. Wow, that's fun. Yeah. So we, you know, we do fun things. Here. We do fun things here. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good history that goes into this, uh, the studio. But you were saying off air how you really haven't started. You didn't really get into podcasts, like the medium itself, mm-hmm. like until like a year ago. Is mm-hmm. that right? But you have you been tuning into this podcast? At yeah, all? I have. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. So, like, which ones have been your favorite? I gotta ask. Okay, so I watched. All right, listen. Sorry, I keep saying watched. You can watch um, too, though. Ah, we're on that's YouTube. True. Well, I see the clips on your Instagram, and I'm like, that, I want to watch theirs. Mm-hmm. Boom. Um, well, I've obviously watched Annie's. Yes. Which led me to watch Mary Lavore's, which led me to watch Alex's. And that's the <laughs> most, the, hers is the most recent that I've watched. You listen yes. to Alex's? Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. She that is was so really great. interesting. Mm-hmm. Breaking yeah. down mental health. And I loved that she worked at Gustavus because that was like super relatable for Declan and I and all of us in yeah. college going through that. Uh, she crushed it. That yeah. was, I was just like sitting there like wide eyed and just like so, trying to soak it all in. We got to have her back on. She's leaving for uh, Colorado in 
August again, 4th. time is subjective. August time is subjective, but like, yeah. yeah, she has a due date. She has to be at work at August on August fourth in Denver. She's moving to Denver for her cool. year long internship, and then and then we'll have her back. Allegedly, she, allegedly, she's coming back. My hot take is that she's just gonna stay there forever because Colorado's great. Yeah. Mm. So, anyways, sure. Yeah. So you've listened to those three. Those are great. Yeah. Those are awesome. I love that funnel too. It's like Annie connected to Mary, Mary's cousin, who's like also connected to Alex, kind of. But we've heard that trend a yeah. lot like people are both listening to alex and mary so either way yeah sweet and then Love maybe that. brooks and then and there's we're creating that yeah, train. and now brooke brooke you're the next one maybe yeah. and then sophie's yeah and then sophie will she'll, yeah. she'll be on like next week or something and, yeah and next and week that yeah. is how you create <laughs> recurring listeners and that's how you and that's how you dominate the sandbox amen exactly mm-hmm. which is crazy but we've been asking you a ton of questions now we love to give you the opportunity to ask us questions yeah so what would you say to someone who came to you saying like i want to start a podcast how do i get to where you guys are like what piece of advice would you give that's an awesome question i would say you have to do it like you have to sit down you can record a podcast on your phone i'll send you the link to figure out how to post it and that thing will go out to itunes spotify etc it it is the easiest thing to start a podcast with anchor.fm and that is a sponsor so we'll definitely plug them. But it's doing it and being consistent and doing it every single week and finding Or doing as much as you want to, right? It could yeah, be yeah, once yeah, a sorry. week. It could be once a month. Yeah. It could do it as many being times as you want to. But having a consistency to um, the it do, not even the message. Like it doesn't need to be like, all right, we're talking about only food this time. Uh, and then the next time we're going to talk about sports. And the next time we're going to talk about politics. You can talk about everything and anything you want. I think the coolest thing about the podcast medium is you're the content creator. So if you believe in what you're talking about and you're th- and you're actually and you're the way you are talking about whatever it is, you care about it. It will be received by someone who will reach out to you. And it just the same way as when you posted that video of you uh, cooking one of the recipes in your ebook and you had 15 people reach out to you and you're like that is the coolest thing. It's the same thing with podcasting. When you put out a podcast, we're not trying to do it for a million downloads. We're not trying to do it for 10,000 downloads. We're, we're doing it because we believe that our content has a really cool message and the people sharing these stories are awesome and we want more people to listen to them. So with that being said, if one person reaches out to us, if no one reaches out to us, we know that that message is awesome. So the podcast medium is built for people um, willing to have the conversation and that's what I want. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. I would, And just like, I mean, tangible, just like, on top of i mean it's one thing to just say like just to say to do it yeah but like seriously plan it out like andrew and i planned out the first day we were going to buy the mic then we planned out and said all right thursday we're gonna talk about the podcast and figure out how what kind of content we're gonna do and then we're gonna record friday and then every single week we're like okay we're gonna record friday we're gonna record friday we're gonna record friday that's why i said a weekly thing because it just worked for us Mm -hmm. but like Really, really set yourself some hard dates to physically do it because it's going to be scary, just like it was for you putting yourself out there. Like it is out there once you put it out there, Mm -hmm. man. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be great. It just has to be you. So I would just say be consistent, but like be more calculated about your consistency. Yeah. You can try to start a podcast. I I haven't thought about it, but this is really cool. Like it's one of those things that are super and it's super intimidated, intimidating for me yeah. to like even think about like it hasn't even crossed my mind but one of my good friends just started 
a podcast and she's awesome. killing it. So I just didn't know if yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are starting podcasts at this mm-hmm. point because it's kind of booming right now. You guys got got in at a good time. Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. And, and I think the best part is the fact that we just put our phones away for one hour and we got to talk about the Brooklyn Nicolati story. And, and, and where, and all right, this is also the part that we get most excited about and like hair standing up when I think about it is when we talk to you again in one year, in five years, maybe, and see where you are then that really fires me up because these conversations we're having with our closest friends about these cool little things that they're slowly putting time and effort into that they, that they have bigger, um, endeavors with that they want to be bigger one day. Um, like Jordan Lundell is just starting to do content creation and he's super excited about it. I know in two years when we have him back on or in six months when we have him back on, he's going to have this really cool story, uh, an even cooler story than it already was. And the same thing with you. It's like, we just shared this conversation about all these things that you're doing to start your career. And it was already impressive in itself. And now we get and potentially can have you on again. And yeah, that's, just yeah, it's just that's just a launch to like <laughs> take you up. out to the yeah. next thing. Cause it's like, it's, it's only the beginning and it's, and it's physically talking through like what you want to do, how you want to do it, where you, or what you've already done type thing. But on top of that, it's like, it, like, I mean, speaking those things into existence, right? Like we're going through it and that's, what I think makes us the most unique is like we're all in this stage of life together talking through it as wholeheartedly as we possibly can and that content is just like that's just documented now forever and that can be the inspiration for the next person that is 18 or 19 going into college wanting to be just like a Brooklyn and so like you we're starting this work we're growing up as john and sarah told us last week we're growing up like it's so weird that like these last two and a half years has just been just been like a trajectory of us trying to like figure out life and like we're speaking it into existence it's super fun yeah and Mm -hmm. i love sharing that though like it's it's cool if andrew and i are doing it by ourselves but like this podcast is nothing without our friends and different people that come on that are sharing those similar experiences. Mm-hmm. So that's phenomenal. really cool. Yep. Wild. Thanks for asking that question. Yeah. Good yeah. question. It really fired us up and got us all excited. Yeah. So. I can tell you yeah. guys kind of like scooted forward. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> Straightened got, up a little bit. We got a little closer. Yeah. yeah. But that brings us to our final question. A uh, simple question. What did you learn today from the moment that you woke up to when we're having this conversation? This, this sounds super cliche and I had a different answer to this question because I knew it was coming, but I, and I feel like a lot of, I guess, marketing interns who know you guys well would say this, but I just like, I've seen you guys been posting on Instagram and talking about it, but I've never actually like seen your space and seen you guys doing what you do best. And it's just like crazy for me to think about like back in Ireland, sitting in, in the dorm halls, just talking about life. And now we're sitting in your podcasting studio talking about life still and like learning how much you guys have grown as individuals and how happy this makes you like that's so cool to me so dude that's awesome that's That's very cool that's it i mean like it for in some instances it hasn't changed right like it hasn't we're still talking and having a good time sharing each other's company um but now it's just we're a little older i guess (laughs) so the 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 state i don't the stakes aren't higher they're just it's just us, man. I yeah. don't know. It's it's fun. I love what we're doing, man. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
And thank you so much for sharing time on the back pocket. Of course. Thanks for having me. Coast in my heart, right where I meant to from the start. It's so much warmer than the secrets you've been holding in. And don't you look at me sideways with those eyes, always acting like you ain't got the time. I can't imagine trying to carry what you hold inside. But ooh, you got a reason to sing, and ooh, you're finally listening. Go back to the start Cause you can't hold